podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. So here we are. Another season has coming to an end, and it is all-out war at the minute. We've got one pay-per-view left, and how fitting that to close off season 14, we're going to finish with some war games! Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. My name is David Hockney, and I am joined once again by the... Let's call him the Listener's League graduate now. I think I've been a bit harsh on him for calling him the work experience boy for so long. But he's proved his mettle here, and he's proving his mettle yet again in the, the main league. So, Ryan Dalgleish, welcome back. Um, I think, thanks David, I, I think my name deserves a little bit more respect, but I'll take graduate. It's a bit more of a upgrade. We'll go with that, will we? We'll take, we'll take baby steps. Don't want to get you too much on your high horse here. But... Um, well, here we are, Ryan. It's uh, it's another season coming to an end, and it's kind of weird because we've not had any, we've not had a, any sort of deep dive into participants this season. We've only really had a, a brief overlook. Now we were supposed to have someone on this week, but as is their mantra, they always seem to bail on the last minute. And no, before you ask, it's not Ross McLeod. It's someone whose favorite Disney song is "Make a Man Out of You" by Mulan. Uh, because it features the first line, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was supposed to join us today, but annoyingly, yet again, we've had somebody bail on us. Like, what, what do you make of it? What? Oh, no. Good morning, guys. How are we? Are we all right? David, Ryan, nice to be here. Nice well, to make well, well. call. What's that? A, a wild Ryan Gallagher has appeared. You think I'm going to bail on this podcast? Do you know me, David? I don't bail on anything. I never bail. I only bail on mm. things that I don't want to do. I've said this a million times. I only bail on things that I don't want to do. If it involves Gary, I'll be there. If it involves Stephen Wilson, absolutely not. I will not go to that. <laughs> Right, I will not travel to the arse end of nowhere to go for a fight. No, we wait in Glasgow City Centre or nothing else. So Gary's party tonight, I'll be there. Stephen Milson's party, whatever that is, I won't be there. But anyway, I'm back, boys. How are we? Um, yeah. I've got a wee, wee body pick on this podcast. All um, right. Guess, let's get this right, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah David well, Hockney, I believe that this is this is your baby. David Hockney, you've been here for quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. Saturday Draft Live, this is your, this is your mm-hmm. baby, I'm putting this all on you. Um, oh, oh, hang on, it's more the goat and Scott McLeod's baby at the minute, but I mean, I listen, just sort of joined later on. As, yeah, far, as, far as, as far as I'm concerned, David Hockney, you are the one that I'm coming for on this podcast this morning. Ryan Douglas, I'll get to you in a minute. David <laughs> Hockney, Saturday Draft Live, it's now the final weekend of the draft. War Games is coming up. Ryan Gallagher sits top of the draft and I had to invite myself on to Saturday Draft Live this week to talk about it. The disrespect that you've shown me on this podcast, shocking. 
Absolutely shocking. I'm sitting here, 332 points. We'll get to it later and we'll deep dive, right? 332 points I've got in this draft. And you think that you just don't... See if I had me message you. Would you have invited me on today? No, the answer is no. You wouldn't have invited me on today. So that, David Hockney, is a disgrace. David Campbell will get it. I know Jack Graham, not worth talking about. Um, but absolute disgrace, David Hockney. To have a guy sitting at the top of this draft and you don't invite him on. What's your defence? What's your defence? I mean, it's been a tight season so far. I mean, it, the top of the table's been changing so frequently. It's uh, hard to pinpoint, you know, who's going to be winning. And I thought the only way we're going to be able to get the, the top scorer on here is if we wait until the final week. Ryan, you're buying it? No? You, you're buying it? Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't have a side, Ryan, honestly. Um, it's a bit of a shit excuse, but if we're going to be serious, this season's about me, so... It looks like it's at you, eh? It looks like it's all about you, isn't it? All right, all right, all right, all right, right. Let's get you both in your corners. Let's uh, let's go through the the business of what Saturday Draft Live is all about. We're here to do analytics and statistics, not uh, not scrap yet. Uh, Typical Dundee United fan, mate, sitting there third place and thinks it's all about him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's go straight to the top three of the week, and this is the last of season fourteen before we go into the new season and closing out the top three of the week this season. Third place, we have Pack on 14 points, a member of Ross McLeod's team, who, surprisingly enough, has been uh, been a bit of a dark horse this season. He's slowly moving up the rankings, and Pack has been one of his best performers on 65 points overall. Ryan Dalgleish, uh, Pack is currently sitting number two in the top five newcomers uh, at 65, and he's just outside the top 10 of the season. Do you think being All-Atlantic champion and Trios champion at the same time has really come through for Ross taking the gamble on pack. Yeah, ha- having both is huge. Um, uh, realistically, we, we laughed at the choice of pack because we didn't know how the All-Atlantic would be defended. Uh, it's proven to be more valuable than we first thought, which is very important going into the next season as well. Uh, but yeah, it's been a great pick for Ross. And as you said, just outside the top 10 for the full season. So fair play to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in at number two this week, we have Stephen Wilson's captain, Rhea Ripley, on 16 points, who this past week on Raw defeated Asuka to win the War Games Advantage for Team Damage Control, and she also appeared on SmackDown. Now, Ryan G, uh, Stephen Wilson has been hot on your tail all draft long, and switching the captaincy to Rhea Ripley, he's putting all his eggs in one basket here for hoping for a Damage Control win at uh, Survivor Series. What's uh, What's your response to that? Me and Stephen had a conversation about this the other day, about you know how close it's going to be. Stephen thinks that he's just got enough to tip me on this. Um, going out this this weekend, I'm not quite sure. I believe him. I think I've maybe got enough just to tip him over the edge. But rear Ripley, that put a captaincy on her, especially with the work that she's been doing the last couple of months as well. It's been unbelievable, especially going to Raymond Serios house and trashing the place <laughs> um, midweek. That was that was interesting from her. Um, but no, good shout for Stephen. She's uh, what's that, sixty-four points she's sitting on just now. Yeah, second, no, third, third place in this team. Um, decent, decent shout. Um, he's in with a shout for for beating me, but I don't think he will. Yeah, and also again, just outside the top ten, just behind Pack, as we said, and right on the tails of Bron Breaker as well, who's sitting at the bottom of the top top ten of the season. So yeah, definitely another 
good call for the this season, even though she's been just outside the top 10. Definitely a bit of a, a silent performer. But the top scorer of the week, and someone who we've not really seen in the top three that often this season, it is Scotland's own Drew McIntyre on 20 points, getting two wins this week, one of which uh, on Raw over Baron Corbin, and he and Sheamus win the War Games advantage over the Usos uh, on SmackDown. So it's been a very, very good week for, for Ross's captain uh, and Ross's team in general. Uh, both of you just going to throw it out there. How much of an impact do you think Drew's going to make at Survivor Series? And do you think he could provide Ross with an upset victory this weekend? Ryan D, I'll start with you. No. That's my analysis. Just, just no. Just no? R- Ross isn't in the race. I don't get where this has come from. Ross is not in the race. I'm hardly in the race. Ross is not in the race. Let's not talk about Ross. When <laughs> Ross turns up on time and actually attends the show when invited, then he can talk about the race. But he's not here. Do, Fuck him. Do you know something? It's not very often that I'll agree with Ryan Douglas, right? Not very often. Actually, never will I agree with Ryan Douglas. But I will agree with him this time. I think looking at the, the scores just now, I think Ross's team rely very heavily, especially with Drew and in, in war games, it relies on other people's teams as well, kinda of pulling through. I don't think they're gonna get the win this weekend, just putting that out there. So I don't see how he, he kinda of claws back that what is it between me and him eleven point deficit. I, I don't see him calling that back. I don't think he's in contention. I think we've got a top three here. Um the rest of it's fun. Um unless you're you know your name's Andy Mitchell, in which case <laughs> why did you <laughs> Why did you bother? Like, why did you bother? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Drew, obviously, in the past, has been a very, very big scorer, uh, particularly from about season three onwards. So it's always a safe bet. And no surprise that Ross had him as, as his first round pick and the captaincy having applied to him. He's had a bit of a f- couple of quiet seasons, but now I think he's starting to get his groove back. And Ross overall scoring 41 points alone this week. So by a country mile, the biggest scorer of this week alone so uh ryan d to your point there i think with that week scoring alone uh i would say he's still still within contention here but uh as we review the top 10 of the season uh going into the final into the final show um well he's all the way down the bottom and he has been since the very start but we have to acknowledge it's andy mitchell with vince mcmahon's financial advisor 142 points he's a complete write-off at this point he's not even cracked the 200 point barrier uh as we move to ninth place we have gary kernan team viscera on 221 first to draft in the selection process this season it's just not quite really hit the mark with him uh, especially when one of his picks has uh been has not showed up at all and is looking to finish the season with a big fat zero. Uh, eighth place, Grant McRobbie, what the Funaki, 245 points. Uh, and all, a mostly AEW team has not quite helped him out uh, as much as he'd liked, but he has got some good points uh, left, right, and center uh, with a few title defenses. He had a horrible night at full gear. Uh, and I think it's safe to say he's, uh, he's out of the running here. Next, seventh place, we have Scott McLeod, Ding Dong Cowboy Shit on 259 points. Again, mostly a mid-season performance for for Scott here, but again, not enough to really break into the, the top half of the table. And if we want to talk about falls from grace, I think Jack Graham in sixth place pretty much personifies it. The three times Kings of Drafting, who was at top of the table for most of the season, has dropped all the way down to sixth place, 280 <laughs> points. And 
it has um yeah it's just not out not worked out for him after extreme rules it's just it's amazing to see david and it's amazing to see that fall from from grace imagine calling herself the three thousand kinds of drafting and finishing sick you know might not even mm-hmm. finish sick make it make it leap up by scott because he's that shit you just mm-hmm. never know mate you just never know yeah but it, it, it's a great grace great fall yeah. to see but then we get to the top half of the table, and I tell you what, this is looking very, very competitive at the minute because only 14 points separates fifth place from first place, and all it takes is a captaincy win on pay-per-view to flip that table. Fifth place, we have the Listeners League winner, Dan Axel Jameson with Balls of Jericho on 318. A very, very understated performance from a Listeners League winner in the main league here, scoring 23 points alone for Dan Axel, but... His mostly AEW team isn't going to benefit him uh, for with uh, Survivor Series coming up tonight. So I think it's safe to say he's probably out of the running too. But he might scrape in a few points uh, here and there for appearances alone. Fourth place, the uh, the big scorer of the week, Ross McLeod in the full-bodied Bordeaux with 321 points. Someone who's just sort of come out of nowhere to put in put his name in the in the hat to pull an upset victory here. Third place, Ryan Dalgleish, Ryan's Redeemers on 328 and a half points. Uh, Ryan, you've been slowly working your way up the table. You've been in the top three uh, consistently the last few weeks. Uh, you could obviously pull out a win as well with your juggernaut performer of um, EO Sky, I believe it is, you've got. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've been slowly working my way up the table. I've been at the top since Jack went down. Was this slowly working up the table? I had a shit week and now I'm third. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been consistently in the top three. That's that's the main point to take away. Hey, thank here. you, thank you. Yeah. So, Lo- uh, losers lose, mate. Losers lose. <laughs> second place, Stephen Wilson, the Wilson Wankers, 330 points, just one and a half points ahead. And top of the table, he's our guest today, and his team is North Men, South Men, Comrades All, Ryan Gallagher, 332 points. And... With a, with a chance to win his first solo season, along with his tag team win as one half of the Goat Tones. Ryan, how confident are you of winning this season? Hey, I'm so confident. I've been confident since this season started. Even when it was a wee bit tricky in the middle, I've been confident. I put on this through. My team, as it, like I said to you, winners win, losers lose. Mm-hmm. I'm on top of the league, looking down on Stephen Wilson, Ryan Douglas. Nobody's mate. Absolutely nobody's. My team is going to cruise to this one. Absolutely yeah. cruise to it. Is it worth also pointing out that you actually drafted second last and now you've finally worked your way to the top of the table, which if you were to win this season as a solo player, drafting from second last, I think that would go down as the the it'd be, it'd be the lowest positioning for a winner in a season so far because we've never had anybody win from last place. Most people tend to win from third or fourth selection but you would be winning from second last and that would be uh that would be a new record in terms of the of the selection process and you've got a very good performer with uh, Dakota Kai as sort of your juggernaut captain and a few title wins along with the the acclaimed Miz has been surprisingly good scoring for you despite everybody questioning it being your first round pick but he certainly did a lot better than uh, Andy Mitchell's first round of Liv Morgan and Dalglish's first of Austin Theory. I think with the the Miz, what, what carries him and what kind of carries his points is he's involved in quite a lot despite not wrestling very much. So you do see him quite often. You, you know, some other people, like you're saying about Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan had a, a bit of a push, um, which is why Andy would have picked her. But then when she doesn't do anything, when she loses the title, etc., she's just gone. 
Whereas the Miz with this whole Dexter Lumis thing, he just keeps ticking over. He just keeps rattling up them points. Um, even if he's not having matches, do you expect him to, to win matches? Never. I never expect the Miz to win matches because he's one of these guys I don't think needs wins to to get himself over. I think he does quite enough. Um, but that's what's maybe been quite effective for him. Um, if it was the same as Liv Morgan and they based it only on um, matches rather than just kind of everyday appearances, I think he'd be quite low. Um, but no, he's definitely he's carrying a bit of weight in the team. Dakota Kai, brilliant, you know, 100, 180 points um, she's on. What's, uh, how's that looking with EO Sky? She's 181, so there's only a, a point between yeah, them. A point between um, them, I think, because EO thinks had another singles match. Yeah, so, like, you know, them two, who would have thought we're getting to the end of the season and they would have been the two highest scorers? Um, that's the whole thing it's mental it's absolutely mental but fair play to them you know they've they've, they've done good work they always said do good work mm-hmm. um, away from away from draft chat just now it's just good to see them to getting that kind of push and getting the kind of recognition that they deserve as well and hopefully we see some some good stuff this weekend yeah fingers crossed but well, there's one more thing we have to do to wrap up this season before we go into our War Games preview and Ryan Dalgleish, <laughs> I think you're going to really enjoy talking about the, the listeners' league this week. So on that note, I will hand it over to you. Oh, uh, we're finally calling it the listeners' league again. The, the previous title has been relinquished. We are, we're back to normalities and we're good to go. Normally I do a top five. I'm not going to bother my arse with top five. Doesn't matter, right? Martin Best fifth, Johnny Adam fourth, Ross Anderson third, right? Just ignore it. The most important part, Second place, Team Goat, David Campbell, <gasps> 306 points. And he was first for a very long time, no longer the case. Whereas in first place is Stuart Little with SafePussyWithConrad.com, five points ahead on 368. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I jump in here? <laughs> Can I jump in here? There's a guy in this listeners league called Stuart Little. No, his name's just Stuart. There's no surname, so I just added it. Oh, so he's not like... Right, okay. He's not a mouse. He's not a mouse. Right, okay. Is he like McLovin? No. Same idea? Aye, same idea. McLovin. Right, okay. Fair enough. Right, so Stuart's at top table because since uh, he's had Drew McIntyre as his... Captain with 110 points, um, and he's also got Dakota Kai, Jade Cargill, Karen Cross, the acclaimed and Braun Breaker. He will have, I don't think Karen Cross is involved this evening, but he's got Dakota Kai in the war game match as well as Drew in the men's. Uh, David, on the other hand, uh, yeah, so he's got Think- Bailey as captain, he's involved this evening. He's got Seth Rollins tonight with the US title defense, uh, and Asuka in the women's as well. So both are in it. It's close. Mm. It's just... Uh, I think it's bigger if David retains the US title with Seth Rollins. I don't think the women's match matters as much because David's got both. So David's got two in the same team. Yeah, he so would prefer... He, he would rather have a Bailey win like with the team damage control because he would get more captaincy points. Yeah. Uh, Whereas Stuart, on the other hand... Uh, he would uh, benefit the most from, uh, again, a damage control win. But yeah. the captaincy doesn't apply to Dakota Kai in his instance, so he would need team brawling brutes to win the men's war games for him to 
to get the win here. So this could go either way in a lot of ways. I, I do. Th- I, I think it's like a case if Fiaka's team wins the Wargame match, David wins. Yeah. That will be the decider. And then if, 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 if Damage Control wins, Stuart wins. Wow. That's, I think that's uh, literally it because it's the US title in the men's, the men's match. I mean, that could swing things out of the way back. That's the main proponent, especially when uh, David is it. David has two on Team Bianca. So, yeah, so uh, that's that's the most important match that'll pivot everything. <sighs> Definitely going to be a tight race for the Listeners League, uh, but nobody wants to talk about the Listeners League. We're here to talk about the main league. That's, and... that's the most I've ever spoke about them actually. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we've actually weird. got. A... We've got a tight contest in both the main league and the listeners league. I mean, who'd have thunk it? I mean, this is what makes Saturday Draft Live so entertaining. Like, you know, you get the right people involved, you get the right scores involved. It creates drama, it creates tension, and it yeah, creates a, um, drive, a drive to win. I, I've not spoken about the listeners league that much in a long time. Is this a face turn I can smell? Hmm. Possibly. Possibly. But let's talk about uh, Survivor Series War Games. So, only five matches have been announced headlined by the two titular war games matches but just to shoot through some of the other matches we've got two title matches we have uh doug leash as you previously mentioned you've got seth rollins defending the u.s title against bobby lashley and austin theory in a triple threat match so you could i mean austin theory's had a bit of a revival on raw these past few weeks you could get some much needed late points at the expense of steven's highest scorer uh but also Jack's uh, overperforming Bobby Lashley, who was his original captain, may also regain the US title. Where do you see this uh, see this going? So this match is pretty important in terms of the race outside of Ryan's performance because this match is what keeps me in it. I I don't I've seen a lot of people reporting or they think that Austin is going to win this. I don't think he will. I think Rollins will retain as you'd expect and it'll just be a two-horse race, unfortunately for myself. If I win with Austin Siri, uh, the game's back on, but I don't see it. I think if, if the revival with Theory results in him getting the US title, it's not yet, unfortunately for me. Uh, I don't think Bobby Lashley's winning this, unfortunately for Jack, but I don't think that's too important in terms of the, the race. Um I mean, Ryan wants Bobby Lashley to win, <laughs> realistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I still see it going Seth's way. Yeah. Unbiased, unbiased. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other title match we've got is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We have Ronda Rousey, who's on Gary's team. He's his uh, last round pick, who's also his second highest scorer, which is, isn't that impressive, given that Roman Reigns is his big scorer and everybody else is like uh, four or five points behind of him with the exception of Adam Cole, with who's on a big zero at the minute, uh, defending against the undrafted Shotzi. So, I mean, Gary could get some points here, but there's not much to say that it'll be enough to to save his, his season, unfortunately. So that's the way it goes, unfortunately. Then we have the undrafted AJ Styles going up against Finn Balor in a 1v1 match. Again, this will not directly impact in terms of matches, but Ross could get some much-needed appearance points with the combo of Balor and Priest as his Judgment Day tag team. Uh, do you think, uh, Ryan G, um, we've seen uh, like people win seasons with just appearance points towards the end. You know, like Bailey did at WrestleMania 
37 and then the following year me and Gary did it with the, the Usos as our captains appearing in the main event. Do you think mm-hmm. uh, a, a single appearance point from Judgment Day could potentially give Ross the win here? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think he needs he needs victories, you know, rather than appearances to kind of get him back up there. Just now, in that gap, like I say, having a, was it 11 point gap I said between myself yeah. and myself and Ross, like, yes, that's, that's all right if I had nobody in action. Do you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. It doesn't really. It's not. It's not really eleven, unless everybody just gets fucking beat. But in which case, <laughs> you're absolutely gutted. But um, no, I think he's a wee bit too far out of the picture now. He, he needs victories for him um, and losses for everybody else to to kind of help him out. I think he's. I think he's out of this one. To be fair, let's also not forget that if Judgment Day to up with Finn, so oh, it doesn't matter. Nope, doesn't matter because Balor is part of the. Ross's drafted tag team. So even if he loses, he won't lose points. He'll just get appearance points. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Rhea will score as well. So right. it won't matter. Oh, and, good point. and it's Steven's captain, so Ross isn't in this. I keep saying this. Ross is not in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's let's talk about what we are here to talk about, and that is the War Games matches. Something we haven't seen since it was last on NXT between Team Black and Gold and Team Rainbow Color 2.0. Um, let's start off with the women's War Games match. So we have Team Bel Air, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and the returning Becky Lynch, who was revealed to be the fifth member on SmackDown, going up against Team Damage Control, uh, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. Now, we've already said before, like earlier on, this this War Games match impacts a lot of people in the draft. So, for example, you've got Steven, who has Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley on opposite ends, but Rhea Ripley says captain, so he would benefit from a, a team damage control win here. We have Alexa Bliss, who I believe is undrafted? Nope, she is, uh, she's on Gary's team. Uh then we have Mia Yim, obviously undrafted because she made a return during the season. And Becky Lynch as well, who also has been undrafted, largely because she's been written off with injuries since SummerSlam. It's, uh, but for damage control, we have the two top scorers of the season, the two Ryans with Io and Dakota. Uh, we have Bailey, who is on Scott McLeod's team. Then we have the undrafted Nikki Cross. And as for mentioned, we have Steven, who's got Rare Ripley. So we've got the two Ryans, we've got Steven, we've got Scott, we've got Gary, and yeah, and we've got Jack as well, who's got Asuka. Right, there's an easy subside way to really bring us down in terms of the three horse race run. You're going to say exactly what I'm going to say. Right, if damage control win, it's good for me and Ryan, because Steven will lose points through Bianca Belia, right? Yes. If Bianca's team wins, everybody loses captain points. And mm-hmm. Stephen gains points, so it's good for Stephen. Yes. So me and Ryan need damage control to win. Stephen needs Bianca Belair to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Analysis done. Scott also, <laughs> Scott also needs uh, uh, team damage control to win, but I think he's so far down fuck, the table. Fuck it's, Scott. I know it's out of it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it that's, doesn't there's matter. There's your answer. I think we're hoping for a team damage control win to make the. So uh, I'll be safe to say. I'll be safe to say if damage control win this match. I've likely won it. Possibly, yes. But you're overlooking the, the US title match 
as well. Oh, aye, totally, totally. But just and the men's <coughs> and the men's I'll, war I'll, games I'll match as well, which we'll get onto actually right now. So we've got the bloodline: Roman Reigns, who's on Gary's team; the undrafted Solo Sokoa. We have Sami Zayn, on, who's on Ryan's team, Ryan Douglas's team. Uh, we've got the Usos, who are Dan Axel's tag team. And, yeah, so we've got Gary, Ryan D, and Dan Axel representing the bloodline here. And on Team Brawling Brutes, we have Sheamus, uh, Ridge Holland, Butch, all of which are undrafted. We have Ross's captain, Drew McIntyre, and Gary's pick of Kevin Owens, who was revealed as the fifth man last week. So a win for the bloodline would be good for Ryan Dalglish. Yes. And uh, if, they get appearance, if they get appearance points backstage, you know, Sami Zayn has made a, a ton of appearances this season. He's a very quiet few weeks, though. That's, that's been one of my main downfalls. Um, so I hope it continues. Hopefully they can hint Sami and Kevin throughout the show that they did last night. Uh, at least once or twice would be great. I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Sammy. But a wee bit more than that, I'm afraid. Mm. Uh, is there anyone else, Stephen, Ryan? Do you benefit anything from the main event? Don't think so. Yeah. I've uh, no. I've only got Miz, Dakota, Montez, Darth, then no. uh, and yeah. So yeah, Ryan, you you've only got the the women's war games to get you points here, whereas so, some of the others it, have got like other matches to help them. Alright, so effectively what we're looking at here is I want Ross to win. I want kind of Roman's team to get beat in that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm looking at this as I'm yeah. talking here. Alright, yeah. I want Bloodline to lose, but if they do win, I need damage control to win still mm-hmm. to kind of keep me, I think, in the lead. I yeah. can't count. Yeah. count that. Quite you just have ma- so much masters as a problem. Yeah. Honestly, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare. The, the, I think the difference maker is going to be the United States title match because you've got Stephen and uh, you, Ryan, yep. with uh, Rollins and Theory. Mm-hmm. Jack Graham is Bobby Lashley. He's all the way down the table at six. So if Bobby Lashley wins this, that doesn't that basically puts it back in contention. Aye. Bobby Lashley wins his cut and sort of everybody. That's what we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So whoever wins, I think whoever wins the US title match will probably go in with the with the victory, assuming Damage Control wins the win women's war games. Yes. Yeah. It's really close. So, yeah. I'm loving this. I don't know. I hate <laughs> it, man. I don't want to. great. No, realistically, like David, you'll appreciate it as the the neutral uh, this season. Um, I. Th- like, the last few seasons, if I'm right, I've been kind of, like, one-horse races. And now I've got three, in some people's eyes, four. And two outsiders. People, yeah. It's a three-horse race, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I've just, I've just noticed something. I've just sorry to interrupt. just noticed something. What's right? David, why have you not got a team? Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm the outsider this season. I'm the... The analyst overseeing everything. Uh, also, the West End Country Club's got undergoing some renovations, so I've had to put all my attention on that. I'll be back next season. Don't worry. Fair enough. I have seen them roadblocks actually at Charing Cross. Was a nightmare. Mm, yeah, I, I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's um, just to wrap things off. Let's get your final predictions on the matches themselves for War Games. So let's start our 
way from the bottom and work our way up. So who's winning the US title match out of Rollins, Lashley, and Theory? Rollins. Bobby. All right, so we got Rollins or Bobby to win that. Austin Theory, bit of a resurgence, but probably not enough support to capture the win here. If Austin Theory wins it, Ryan D, I think you might be able to shot a win in here. Uh, AJ versus Balor. Who have we got for this? AJ. AJ. Mm. Makes Balor's sense. already had the wins with the feud, so I guess AJ's top. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. Do we really have to ask? Shotzi. You go with Shotzi? No. <laughs> Unless there's some form of interference, it's Ronda. Fair enough. All right. There's the big one. Who's winning each War Games match? We'll start with the women's. It's a tough one. Um, I think I'm going to Bianca go damage control. I, I, yeah, I want to say damage control, but I think Bianca's might. <laughs> Uh, I have to yeah. agree with I have to agree with my fellow Selic man. I'm actually going with damage control to win this because I hope you're right. B- Bianca's had Bailey's number two pay per views in a row now. I think Bailey needs another one to boost her back up. Uh, the men's war games match. Who's winning this one? Bloodline. Bloodline easily. You think so? Yeah, uh, easily. I don't know. It looks like they're teasing a bit of dissension in the ranks between Jay and Sammy again. I, I, series. I mean, if the Brutes win, I mean, I could see why, because then it tells the storyline and nobody really gets, I mean, the bloodline could potentially get some, uh, some new build on the, on the route to the Royal Rumble. And it may give Sheamus a, an opportunity to go for the title if they have to have a title match between now and the Rumble. I think they can do that anyway, though. I don't, I don't, I don't think Roman needs to, take a loss you know what I mean but that's okay. that's the only thing for me that, that really kind of cements my, my thoughts on it I just don't see Roman losing at any point where even if there's if everybody else in his team like starts fighting with each other you can see him winning it and then grabbing him all with a scruff of the neck and taking him having battered yeah that makes sense actually yeah, he's, not, <laughs> he's not been pinned for almost three years now so it's uh, yeah I think it'd be stupid to give him a loss at this point but I suppose it would be kind of nice to see the bloodline get knocked down a peg, despite how good they've been. But that's uh, that's all for all for debate. As I'll, 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 I, if you're going to close the show, I've got one thing I want to say, David. Go ahead. Right. So earlier in the week, uh, our god awful uh, uh, Stephen Wilson asked the people who were going to win the season this week. And, of course, with 50% of the votes is myself. The people believe mm. we can do this. Even though I've got two Twitter accounts and voted twice, the people <laughs> believe... <laughs> the people believe... And, 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 and there was only four votes. There were ten <laughs> votes. <laughs> Thank you very much. But there's faith in the people, and there's only one vote for Stephen Wilson, and I can guess who that was. Himself. What did, and, what did I get? 20%, you get two votes. That's a sham. And two people... That's, that's, that's Ross and Jack's account. Uh, I'm, I'm furious. Uh, do you know what? See everybody who voted for anybody else other than me? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's put you guys... Let's put all of you in the 
in the cage with two rings and you guys can have your own war games match so uh but that's going to do it here for saturday draft live that is the end of season 14 we will have a new winner post survivor series tonight Will we see Ryan Gallagher get his first solo win after yes. his tag team win last season? Will Ryan Dalgleish become the first person to win the Listeners League and the Main League? Or will we see a Stephen Wilson get his third win in no. the draft? Will we see an outside dark horse in the form of Dan Axel uh, no. to become the first Listeners League and Main League winner? Or will Ross make it his second win following his juggernaut win with Big E? It's no. all to play for inside of War Games. So... That's going to do it for us here. Make sure to follow us on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Suplex Retweet. No underscores, spaces, anything, any other characters in between. Uh, make sure to follow our community page as well, also on Facebook. And if you want to listen to our back catalogue, make sure you're following us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all good Android podcasting sites. So all that remains to be said is thank you for listening to Saturday Draft Live. And the next time you hear us will be the season, the season 15 draft selection, which should be airing this coming Monday. So make sure you're tuning in for that. The West End Country Club's back in action. So you'll see me there drafting a new team. Uh, all new teams coming around. We will have a new winner. All that left to be said is... Let the you, War Games begin! God bless you, Gautons. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scott McLeod And I'm Grant McGrobby We are the hosts of the monthly show on East the Suplex Retreat East Meets West Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East You can remember to check that out on the East Meets Suplex Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now Sports Social Podcast Network